On this episode of Sessions, we chat with Derek Michael, founder of Happier Camper, the ultralight travel trailer. Tune in as we chat how Derek came to discover the company and how he marries great design with great experiences. Welcome to Sessions by Matt Black, a podcast by and for the creative class. We're focused on digging into the things that make brands and campaigns go from good to great. I'm Micah Haykoop, the Director of Operations here at Matt Black, and I am here today with Derek Michael, the founder of Happier Camper. Derek, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited. about. I was telling you earlier, this is, I'm stoked because I had just heard of Happier Camper when we were kind of planning on doing this, and then that very night someone came over and was asking me if I'd ever heard of Happier Camper, so I feel like now <laughs> like, like the magic's in the air for us doing this. So I want to start, as always, by asking you a couple of quick questions to get to know you, and the first is, what is your drink of choice? Um, I like to uh, cocktail. I could always have a margarita. Uh, I'm currently drinking a a Perrier, which is totally fine for me. It's a little bit zingy. Um, But those yerba mates, those those guayaki yerba mates, the 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 uh, I like the just the the non-sweet. Those things just have so much energy. I'm just awake and alert all day. Yeah, so, like, you, so you don't drink coffee then? Yes. Or do you? Do you? I do drink coffee. You do, you do, you do, and that. I, like I, the, I'm on. I'm on a lot of caffeine most days. Uh, okay. Because it's a pretty busy day. Got to keep going. All right. Are you a drip or an espresso guy or what kind of? Coffee? I recently just picked up on Amazon one of those uh, Nest Cafe. Uh, yeah. Ki- kind of like a mini Keurig, but way yeah. better. Yeah. Because it's like espresso. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's way better. Way point, better. Point espresso shots. Yep. All right. And what about pet peeves? Uh, pet peeves. Uh, oh, geez. Not really into uh, street art in art galleries. Uh, okay. Love street art. Love art galleries. Um, that's, I guess, one. Not really a pet that's peeve. That's a good but, one. That's a, but that's it's kind so specific. That's the point. That's kind yeah. of um, something. I don't know. I, I guess I have a lot of pet peeves, but I, I don't want to get that, into yeah, it. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be like... I don't want to be that guy. You'd be no. that guy on the podcast. <laughs> you okay. got to know me. You'd probably yeah. be like... Yeah, he can be a jerk sometimes. <laughs> so what about the last book you read? Honestly, um, it's been a minute uh, since the iPads. I generally spend most of my reading time, which is usually before bed, um, reading the news. Yeah. And then I pass out. Yeah. Uh, although recently I just picked up a Nintendo Switch. Okay. And, and I've totally been into Zelda. Oh. <laughs> Did they re- did they redo like Ocarina of Time for Switch or is it a new Zelda game? I think it's a whole new Zelda game and it's massive and it's like it's fun and uh, so so that isn't really reading but no, uh, I've but been playing Zelda. I like that you just took it there. You're like, listen, uh, I have read a book recently, but Nintendo Switch is tight. Um, <laughs> Nintendo Switch got some like some press behind that was some heat. Like people like it. People you know, they it. have this thing where they're just releasing little batches of it. It keeps the excitement going. Um, I would say as a device, it's not made so great, um, but it's got cool colors. The concept is great. And I totally use it. Like, I'll tell you, I'm actually looking forward to flights, in particular, longer flights. Okay. I You're can trying just, to get to Europe cause ASAP. I, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get, you know, uh, watching movies on the plane and whatnot. I can never sleep on the plane. But if I could rock out Zelda for four hours on a trip to Detroit, 
Detroit, you're in. It goes fast. It's right. awesome. So that's great. it's been my uh, my flight's best friend, basically. That's amazing. And the battery only lasts an hour and a half, so you got to bring one of those battery packs. By seriously, hour and a half. Hour and a half. The screen isn't so great. So it's kind of like, flimsy. It's the not the greatest thing ever, but it's awesome. Maybe they make another version and make it. Yeah, they need to make a version that they could upgrade. Yeah, they're like, yeah, don't fix that yet. Put a big battery pack yeah. on it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll dive into it then. I would love to hear a little bit about um, one where you grew up uh, and how you grew up, and then two what happier camper is just that get that elevator pitch for it sure uh well happier camper is um happier camper we d we build uh ultralight fiberglass modular travel trailers um inspired from vintage design uh, i grew up in the detroit area uh, car design is kind of in my blood i grew up around parents working with robots at the factory and um car design you know big swoopy uh fenders and you know all that kind of style to it i love it um and i kind of wanted to build something that was modern version of uh you know classic kind of style um and i guess uh within that trying to build a company for the future in that um i'm interested in building uh modular lightweight um mobile work living spaces for autonomous or electric vehicles so that's kind of the concept i see a future where not all cars, but a lot of cars are relevant, but what pulls them is relevant um, and what you live in uh, while it's being pulled is relevant. So trying to create a lightweight, super efficient um, mobile living space is, is what we've kind of done with HC1 um, and and hopefully continue on that path. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so were you... I, that makes a lot of sense now why, if you think about the need right now would be campers are like the most obvious need of like, Oh, a live space that can be pulled to camper because you kind of have a vision for where it's going. But did you grow up camping a lot? Oh, or, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so was it something, cause it's, I don't know how you got there. Like, cause we were talking about how you did, <laughs> oh, you were I, doing I can, like agency work yeah. beforehand. And then like, I can tell the, you it's super organic. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to run through it quick, but, um, I did grow up camping, but, uh, my dad, uh, you know, growing up in, in Windsor area of Detroit, um, uh, we had an old uh, camper in the driveway uh, that never went anywhere very often. Oh we did gosh. a lot of road trips, but that one never went anywhere. But it was the clubhouse for the neighborhood. And we That's had, awesome. it was a crappy camper with a killer sound system. And um, one of the benefits of growing up in uh, Windsor, Canada, which is on the border of Detroit, is that Detroit has the greatest radio stations in the world, period. They just have best radio, especially at the time when I grew up then. Um, you know, that comes to, you know, from the culture, music culture in Detroit. Um, so I spent most of my time hanging out in the camper, uh, working on projects, listening to music with friends. And, you know, um, so I have a lot of great memories. Uh, and also my dad um, and my family would go camping as often as we could. Yeah. Fishing trips or whatnot. My only, it's funny, my only camping experiences as a kid are in Michigan because we didn't camp out here. And then when we went home to see my parents' family, we, they had, they also 
had a beat up old RV, but that RV did go to uh, Pentwater, Michigan, which is on Lake Michigan, where I was also introduced to Moose Tracks ice cream, which is to this day my favorite <laughs> ice cream. All that to say, also, when camping, all I did was collect cans because of the whole 10 cent thing in Michigan. Oh, yeah. And so, which I know there's an entire episode of Seinfeld about, which I, ha- I have not seen it, but literally, I would go camping and I would spend like three hours a day collecting soda cans and at the end get paid. Get paid. Yeah. So, One of the things that we found so interesting about Happier Camper was like, not only the fact that, because we look at these, look at brands, we're going like, what makes it so interesting? Why is it so good? Right. And there's a lot of brands you see. And like from the first time, like you're on the website, you're like, oh, this is good. Right. And so we were trying to figure out what that, why was that for you? And for us, it was almost this, like, it's a fusion, not only of great design, some brands are great design only. Right. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. But you guys were like, with the great design. And then it was, oh, the great experience it allowed you to have because it's at the end of the day, all it's going to do is facilitate you going outdoors. Yeah. Right. In yep. this big way. And so it was kind of this marriage, not only of the product being great, but the fact that we feel, um, and I think like our, the generation is pushing more towards experiences like that. Yep. Yep. And so that's really what we wanted to run through. And, you know, on mm-hmm. this podcast, we said, we always try to cover five things about the brand. Sure. And so I kind of want to see like how those things marry in your mind. So the first thing I want to ask you about is, is the product design. Sure. And so it's fiberglass. Yes. Right. Is it all one molded piece? Like, how did you even know how to do this? It's bonded fiberglass. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I can give you a little rundown. I have had some product design experience. Um, So, 2008, I invented a little product for tablet computers that were just announced uh, called Eyeballs, which was a drop proof tablet case. Okay. Um, Not a case. They're like these little foam balls that go in the corners of a tablet. You can drop it off a roof and your tablet won't break. Yeah. Um, I put it on the internet. We sold like 50,000 of them. People dug it. Yeah. Uh, then I had to obviously make the product, so I had to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and that was just kind of a random thing that I invented that kind of went somewhere quickly. Yeah. Small product, $20 product. Um, you know, it, it kind of was like a, you know, one trip pony, but um, cool product. And people still use them today. I, mean, I, I, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. I don't know if they were yours, but it's, prob- it just probably, goes on the corners of yes, the, because you can't. Yeah. Yeah, I have amazing. a patent on it. I made the, the product. And Yo, was, you better cut the check if you try to steal this product. <laughs> oh, there's there's hundreds of uh, Chinese factories copying my product. Yeah, I, sure. I gave up on it a long time ago. We still actually run the brand mostly focused on um, mostly focused on uh, kids in schools, uh, primarily. That's that's our main focus with that. I haven't ran it in years. I gave it to a friend of mine and you know pays it's, my pays still, my internet. It's it's still it's still your internet. It's still going. Um, but at the time, obviously super exciting um, and uh, I wanted to get the product out um, and so my dad had a vintage travel trailer yeah. uh, from the 60s called a bowler um, and it was a little fiberglass travel trailer somewhat similar in sh- uh, size to what I have and he shipped it to me it was uh, and he painted it the colors of our product which was like this kind of turquoise blue and I stuck our logos on it and I started taking it to conventions. I took it to Macworld. I took it to CES and it was a, it was a, a it was a, 
part of our brand. It became our mascot. It was like it's trailer. Every, yeah. You would go to a convention and people would just flock to our booth to see the little trailer, and they'd be like, "Oh, cool product, man!" And then hopefully buy them. And and yeah. we did pretty good with that. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously it's not a huge money maker, but it was cool brand and cool. It was cool. And so um, what happened was though is during that time I actually started taking the camper out. Now th at this point in my life it's like 2008, 2009, um, and I was a computer programmer with some product design experience and didn't I love the outdoors but didn't have access to it at all mm -hmm. I would go stay in a motel and go to Yosemite or whatever yeah but I got this little camper and I could pull it with my Honda element and I started taking off every weekend to you know going to the Joshua tree for a weekend or going just to the beach with some friends and barbecuing taking it to the lakes I found California's amazing I had no idea I lived yeah. here for 10 years before that and I had no idea what I lived in this amazing place and this little trailer gave me access to this world I had no idea it changed my life and I fell in love with it um, but it had logos all over it so um, I didn't feel so comfortable using it was part of this brand right so I bought a second trailer for me painted it orange um, and remodeled it I have some you know my worked with my dad when I was young uh, remodeling houses and stuff so I, I have some experience with remodeling and plumbing and electrical brought it back to life uh, and I had two little trailers one blue one orange um, had nowhere to park them because my apartment had no parking uh, so I parked them on the corner of Silver Lake and Effie in Silver Lake on Silver Lake Boulevard. It's amazing. And I parked them there because my Volvo mechanic like had extra space. And, and it was just like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. So I parked them there and and then he started getting people are like, hey, we want to buy these little trailers. And and I was like, nah, I don't want to sell them. They're mine. I love them. I don't want to sell them. Uh, and that happened like every other day. He'd be like, people keep coming to buy these trailers, man. What should I tell them? I was like, I don't want to sell them. But one day uh, this couple randomly called me and was like, hey, can we just rent one for the weekend? And I was like, sure, you can rent one. And so um, I rented it to him and I made a couple hundred bucks. Remember, the market was kind of hard right then. I'm trying to sell this product. I'm working for myself. Yeah. And like a few hundred dollars over the weekend was great. Was great. Yeah. It was awesome. So it went well and they posted a Yelp review randomly oh, so you as a person as like, me what as a person wrote, they just posted this yelp review yeah. right and i was like hey that was kind of cool um so so i came up with a name happier camper uh pretty much because the domain was available yes which is how most companies get how named. All great businesses <laughs> hey hey you know my girlfriend at the time hey hey what do you think i should call this company this company happy camper is not taken call it happier done so so we had a brand name i had a yelp review i put up a website really quickly a, a tumblr blog and uh, i put a for rent sign on the trailers and i started renting the trailers and i was making money so i took all the money i would make over a couple of weekends and i buy another one spend a thousand bucks restore it paint it another cool color make it nice put a for rent sign on it and i kept doing that up to about seven trailers or so and uh eventually i moved from that parking lot to another parking lot to another parking lot um and what happened was is that the little fiberglass vintage trailers from the 60s and 70s started to become really difficult to find now the thing about those is because they're made out of fiberglass they don't rot they don't deteriorate you can have a fiberglass trailer that's 60 years old and it's still just as awesome you clean it up because it's not made out of wood or metal so it it's always beautiful so 
so, you know, it was just putting in new curtains and cushions and like, you know, it wasn't difficult. So, so I built this rental business up and I still run the rental business today. Uh, turned a couple of them into mobile bars and I rent a lot to, you know, events and f fashion shows and weddings and whatnot. Um, and so in doing this though, the, it got increasingly harder for me to find cheap little vintage fiberglass trailers yeah. because the price started going up, especially in California, but it, you know, they started to get popular in general. Now, um, I probably had a little piece to do with it, but in general, this, that culture, that yeah. idea, the lightweight travel trailer, get outside culture was, was growing. And, and you could see it with the tiny house movement at the time as well. And so, uh, suddenly, you know, I couldn't, I, these vintage trailers I pay $500 for, um, were now $7,000. And so I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to design my own trailer. And yeah. I had one thing going for me that was pretty great. I had hundreds of rental customers that told me what they wanted. Uh, so yeah. I, cause I was writing down it, you know, I want the bed bigger. I want this longer. I want this taller. I want this shorter. And I wrote it all down and I designed a trailer around what I knew customers wanted. And so when I took it all back and tried to fit it in a space that fits in a one parking spot, weighs under 1,100 pounds, um, there's not much you can do. Yeah. So I built a modular interior and modular interior is somewhat like, like a Lego system. It's very simple, um, but it's adaptive and it can allow the trailer to be used in a thousand different ways. Uh, and that was to cater to my customers who wanted to use it in a thousand different ways. Yeah. So why does it have to be under 1100 pounds? Because any car can pull it. Because any, any car can pull 1100 pounds. Well, I'm going to not say any car because yeah. like a- uh, 2001 or newer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, older car, pretty yeah. much every car pulls 1500 pounds any okay. four cylinder small little civic whatever chevette yeah um you know electric cars like a prius they can pull it but they don't have a tow rating or you know like those really tiny uh I don't like know. Like Fiat's or something? No, Fiat. I pull them with Fiat's and Mini Coopers easily. That's not oh, a problem. Right. But I'm talking like the smart cars, like the tiny little, oh, you know. smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those ones, you know, yeah, you're probably not going to want to pull it with that. Yeah. Um, but uh, small cars. So you can fit it in a single spark parking space. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and it weighs under 1,100 pounds, which, because um, 1,100 pounds is the sweet spot because if you got a 1,500 pound tow rating, most people have 400 pounds of equipment. Stuff. Stuff. Yeah. So, you know, water tanks, batteries, and then backpacks and bedding and all that stuff. Yeah. So if you get it under 1,500 pounds, you're in the sweet spot. That's the range. Now, with that, um, you know, there's a certain amount of square footage. There's, there's certain things involved in that um, that you have to come by. So so at that point, it was like re redesigning and, and thinking out how to build the thing. And then, of course, there's a lot of math involved with the, you know, weighting and tongue weights and aerodynamics and all that kind of stuff. But um, in general, it was the feedback from the rental customers. Yeah. And so when you, you say modular and I think people should definitely go look at this happiercamper.com. You can see there's a video, you see all this, but there's like chairs that you can then pull out and then you can use yeah. them and the bed all, I don't know how to describe it. In total. You kind of need to <laughs> it's, see it. It's but kind of like adult Lego. It's yeah. basically adult Legos. It's a, it's a modular platform of which there are these Lego like uh, components of five main ones. And then they have variations. Um, so, uh, 
you know, a cube can be a cooler, but it also is part of a bench, but then it can be used to stack or you can make it part of a bed. Um, you put a cube on top of it, it becomes a counter. Um, and, it, and it just kind of, uh, you know, each component has a few different uses and it, it really makes for a flexible trailer. And the beauty of that is that like when you're using these things, um, you know, if you have a family of four, you're going to use it one way. But if you're going out on a fishing trip or you're taking your dirt bike or your motorcycle out or your kayak or if you're using it for, you know, vending yoga pants, um, you have that flexibility. And, and really what I wanted to do is add or build a travel trailer that could really fit into a lot of people's lives in a lot of different ways. So, cause they're spending money. Fiberglass is expensive. Yeah. There's no way around that. Fiberglass is twice as much money as you're going to spend for a, a conventional wood or metal based trailer. But there's two sweet things in that fiberglass lasts forever like literally for a lot longer than all of us right now. Um, and then it's one third the weight mm -hmm. and that's how you get into that sweet spot. So, cause so you couldn't do that with wood or metal. You couldn't, it would be three times. If you look at a trailer, half the size of mine made out of wood or metal, it'll be three times the weight. Yeah. You just can't, you can't get in that, yeah. that sweet spot. I, so I have a, I have a Jeep Wrangler yep. that has, like it can tow and yeah. like has some of the packages and stuff on it. But the most you can tow with a two door Jeep Wrangler is the, uh, the smallest Airstream. Yes. And you are completely maxed out. Yeah. Your towing. Yeah. And then, yeah, once yeah. you throw your shoes in there, it's You're over. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, those, I mean, Airstreams are great. Uh, not going to say anything. I mean, Airstreams are, uh, you know, quintessential part of American culture. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're designed w with a lot of passion. And they're super um, heavy. They're super heavy. They're made out of wood and metal. They have a ton of rivets all those rivets leak and i'm going to tell you like just if you guys are going to go out there and buy a travel trailer you don't have to buy mine but yeah. don't buy something made out of wood or metal that's all <laughs> that's i'm saying all, that's all. you can yeah. buy fiberglass carbon fiber there's tons of other stuff out there just don't buy anything made out of wood or metal or unless you're getting it for free and you want an art project that's going to die in five years yeah. but that's pretty much it so when we're talking about the product design it sounds like one of the biggest things is the flexibility that yeah. it grants you is one in like internally it's a flexible product that you can make it do like fit your lifestyle but to the fact that you're saying like anyone can use this thing yes. because it's any car yeah that's awesome yes and then so the second thing that we found really interesting is the fact that you still do have the rentals yeah. online yeah. and so even if like so i'm right now my lifestyle is now that i would buy one yeah but I am going camping for my birthday in three weeks and we yeah. do want to rent one because yeah. we're going to the beach. We're, yeah. we're going up north and we're going to camp on the beach. Yep. And so at like this little campground that you can pull into. Yep. And so, I, you know, that sounds like it, it was really born out of the, it was really born out of kind of how the company started, but is it still something that's important to you? And do you feel like you always want to keep that going or eventually do you feel like you want to pull back on rentals? I already have personally, yeah. cause yeah. I'm so uh, overwhelmed with the manufacturing business. They're two yeah. separate things or yeah. separate entities. Um, but I love the rental business. I love renting trailers to people and I love that I can give access to that. And so event, I mean, my goal is I don't really have the HC one so much that I can rent yeah. straight out. I do have a couple that I, I let use for special things. Yeah. Um, 
because they're expensive yep. um, and uh, I just don't have them because every trailer I make is sold yeah. uh, so I just don't have that stock yeah. but um, I, I always want to do it in fact I would love to make more rental locations and and also selling my HC1s and and the I have a couple new products I'm building too so so um, that that would be the ideal goal and that's what we're kind of shooting for and I think we have uh, the brand power and uh, you, you know a unique thing enough that 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 could work yeah do you have plans to go into like okay so I, I'm gonna admit I'm, I'm a amateur in this what is traditional retail for RVs yeah so there's RV yeah. world there's yeah. camping world I don't yeah. know yeah, REI yeah. yeah those those things are great um, well to tell you the truth um, it's been difficult for us because they don't love this we they don't should. we don't fit in the conventional RV kind of world um, you know we got asked to be part of this event happening in Ventura which is you know California's biggest RV event cool but it, it's not that exciting I mean it's not that it's not exciting but no, no I believe you, a lot. <laughs> the people that go to those events are buying these these buses. I want to drive the thing yeah. itself. Yeah. There, there's these bus these bus things that are like a giant house on wheels, and they're hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they're beautiful. And if my trailer is not designed to be lived in for six months visiting your grand grandkids across the country, yeah. it's designed for you know quick trips to Yosemite for you know a long weekend, or that that's what it's designed for. So it is a different culture. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to realize that I our product and brand fits more in the tiny house movement. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, more so, which there seems to be a scattering and a little bit more events on that. Um, but really, um, it's 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 kind of it's difficult because we're not a big RV and we do have a different and we're kind of at this transitional point in, in the climate mentality of the country and in and, and the world. Like there is a bit of a, a different idea of things. And um, uh, this trailer, although born out of, you know, vintage inspired, you, you know, kind of classic design, um, you know, it's it's a. Uh, it's a different mentality than the big RV rigs. Yeah, where there's like I, you can get a lot of luxury in those things. Yeah, in terms totally. Of like the back drops out. And yeah. It's like a patio, and the side puts yeah. you have a full kitchen. There's like seven plasma screens, and yeah, yeah. yeah there's a full second floor that comes out of it or something. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. So the the third thing I was curious about, and I think you you kind of said this right up front, which is actually really interesting, is we say it as like your brand filter, but it's the idea of like how you decide what's next for you, right? And so for you, you made the HC1 and you sound like you had a vision for what was next and you're working on some new products. So for you, like, is it like all products have to be about, like they have to be fiberglass or they have to be smaller? What, or like for you, what is that? Like, how are you fun filtering? Not, not necessarily. Next? I mean, I, I love the idea of, of creating unique products around, you know, somewhat around the, our brand and, and what we, we have. Um, I'm not, I'm not married to anything specific. Okay. Um, in fact, in designing this thing, I, you know, halfway through it, I was like, I changed some fundamental things and I think for the best, you know, yeah. you have to be a bit malleable. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I mean, as for creating lightweight mobile living spaces yeah. with modular interior, yeah, I'm I'm doing that. That's what Happier Camper is. Yeah. Uh, but it's also a great brand. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I made some baseball hats and I made 40 baseball hats and they were gone in a second. Yeah. And they're just super cool. And yeah. like, you know, um, uh, also I'm working with some, some uh, Belgium designers on a fiberglass hot tub or we're working with, uh, you know, like 
you know, some fun, unique stuff. Yeah. Uh, Pop-up tents for, for trucks and vans and, uh, you know, Jeep accessories. I have a Jeep Wrangler myself. I love it. Sick. Jeep, <laughs> Jeep boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, they, they give you access. I, I, I rode the Rubicon uh, a couple weeks ago. That's amazing. It was the best. It was so awesome. Uh, um, so, you know, um, building those kind of like-minded products. Obviously, uh, one thing I learned from my previous uh, endeavor with product design and the, the eyeballs yeah. was that it was a, a one-trip pony. It yeah. was like, I made this product and then um, I got interested in other stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I, but, but had I came out with that second unique product to you know, right after it, that's what would have gave the strength in the brand. And that's something I learned is that like, you know, when you're, when you're doing unique products and if you want to strengthen your brand, you, you got to keep innovating and you have to be on it to be, to, to be that person that people want to be within that space. So, so I have two big projects that I've been working on for the last year and a half. Okay. It took me three years to build HC1. Um, I came into this project with five years worth of experience of doing fiberglass molds. Um, so I feel like I got, you know, I got something good going on Is in that regard. It's the HC2? <laughs> it's not. It's not the HC2. The HC2 is is in development as well, but it's going to be a little further down. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because that one's going to have like bat wings and it's going to have propeller. Crazy. Propeller. Crazy. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> 95 I'm, flat screens. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to do a quick pause here sure. to talk about fiberglass molds. Yes. And do you know about, one, the molded fiberglass Eames chair? And yes. two, the fact that they stopped producing it because it was unsafe for the employees until they could invent like a new process for fiberglass to make it safer. Uh -huh. This is a Michigan thing too. Yeah. I'm now just trying to tie all of these things together for no, <laughs> for no reason, except that there's the yeah. only fiberglass fact I know. Yeah. And I feel like you are the foremost fiberglass <laughs> expert I know. And so I have some experience. So, it, so if you were to just give the hot take is the, is the a molded fiberglass Eames chair worth purchasing? Of hundred percent. Okay. Good to pretty, know. pretty much. I mean, most luxury products are made out of fiberglass. Yeah. Jets and hot tubs and boats and cool trailers. Especially hot tubs. Yes. Yeah. All that <laughs> stuff. It's all. Um, so, and it, it lasts, it lasts forever. So they'll always look beautiful. And usually when you take the time to build a mold like that, it does, it takes a lot of time. And, yeah. um, because it takes the time just for the parts to pull out right, you know that those pieces are going to be made beautifully. Yeah. Are you referring to this chair? No, no these are not. These are copies, we, we are yeah. sitting in what would, and I hate to admit this on the podcast, <laughs> what would be a copy of the uh, of the Eames molded chair. Um, but even that, they, I mean, they make non-fiberglass. Mo Modernica is doing a version. Yes, Modernica does a version. That, yes. Which we, we're right next to Herman Miller. They're very... Um, I think they're very aware of, of that version <laughs> of the chair. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. I and that one I'm is sorry. out of that fiberglass, was... but that's a different fiberglass process they use. Okay. So they're they're not doing a hand laid or or a, a, a chopper gun. Um, they have this. It's almost like a, a vacuum form fiberglass process. It's pretty unique. Um, I don't know if I'm all about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're making. I'm I feel like I know so much more about fiberglass now that I've had this conversation. All right. So no worries. I, um, I'll, after, Go, after yep. that non sequitur, yeah. um, fourth thing I wanted to ask about was the, 
the fact that like anyone who's in marketing like always has this like like will always at some point make the the point to you was like well uh, millennials are spending more money on experience than anything else like that, <laughs> that's like a thing that this yeah. is a thing yeah, that gets tossed yeah. around is they also want popcorn machines in the office oh yeah dude. every and other and tuesday we're hard, off we're hard to work and with yeah um, popsicle sundays or whatever <laughs> trust me i know all about it have you seen this at all in terms of like you have then this is that bigger point where your product then connects into like the experience of the product yeah. is the fact that like it seems like you kind of hit the right point in time with this product and you alluded to it earlier we were saying like oh that movement became like kind of became bigger at the same time but yeah. i feel like more than anything someone who never grew up going outdoors now has an interest in like trying it at least once mm -hmm. and i don't know if there's like ways oh, where you see totally that show through it. in the business <laughs> yeah it's, i would oh, say it's I, worth I, it. I get i mean most of my customers who are either renting or buying trailers are inexperienced completely yeah. uh, it makes it tough on the customer service side when you're explaining what electric brakes are and you know all kinds yeah. of stuff um, but also it makes it super exciting because these people are going out there and they're creating great content for you and they're actually enjoying it yeah. and uh, and and becoming uh, better campers and yeah, sure. and in doing so I mean the bottom line of this company was obviously this future idea but it's also to make something super lightweight sustainable you don't need a big car or a big pickup truck and it's to get people outdoors into nature and enjoy it so that they take care of it because at the bottom line that's the only way people are going to, they're only going to care about it if they care about it and enjoy about enjoy it. So, um, this is going to help with that. Yeah. Those big RVs don't do that. And tell you the truth, if you go in a tent anywhere, especially in California or wherever, tents are uncomfortable. <laughs> That's yeah. just the way it is. We need a fiberglass tent from you too. That's the other thing, That's the other thing that we need. Um, I've seen some cool tent products out there, but you're still sleeping on the ground, man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and then lastly, I, we were thinking around the idea of like, there's been some discussion recently at the top levels about national monuments, maybe national lands, maybe national parks. But I do feel like, and this may be, tell me if this is a, someone who's grown up in California, that there is more interest in national parks than there has been in a while. And that they've continued to be more popular or uh, I would say more in the center of culture than they have been before. Do you have like, have you noticed or had any experience in whether or not it seems like there's more interest in, in going to like specifically national park parks, not just outdoors? Yeah. I mean, well, you think about it like this weekend or this summer uh um, or the spring, yeah. they had this super bloom, right? Yeah. Which happens often, you know, flowers bloom in the spring. Yeah. Uh, but it would, it was on the internet. Like somebody posted some beautiful picture of the flowers blooming up in, um, uh, you know, up, uh, I forget the area. It, it's not like Antelope and, Valley. And, uh, uh, Borrega, Anzo Borrega. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That area. Well, that place for like a month straight was just, you couldn't get into the just whole, bloggers, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. It's just people. And they were like people on Facebook who wanted to go look at the flowers bloom. It was beautiful. It was yeah. awesome. It was great. Um, but you know, with the connection of social media, power of photography and mm -hmm. Instagram, uh, those things. And, and in general, as cities get pe bigger, people naturally don't want to be in them. Yeah. Okay. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's just like, it's grass is always greener. No pun intended. You yeah. know, and it's that kind of mentality. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. And then uh, outside of that, it's cool to go to Joshua Tree and buzz out for a weekend, you know? Yeah.
Trump. Or whatever you want. Or, or, whatever, you're in, or whatever you're into. Dude, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, and I think we really, like, it's it's so cool to hear about, like, one, how organic it was that it came about, but two, like, the care that you put into the product. We always, there's so, we've talked to a lot of brands, not just on the podcast, but as an agency. And you're, and the thing we always say is the product is the hard thing to do. Like, the marketing ends up being relatively easy, yeah. but you have to have good product. And if you have something bad on the back end, like it will fall apart somewhere down the road. It's, but it's, and, it's the roots. It's yeah. all the roots. And, yeah. and in fact, that's the only thing I've concentrated on is with this business in general is just, just keep building the roots. I don't focus on anything else. Just like the core building the product and then making it better. I'm not going to nail it. I mean, if you look at the first units that I made, uh, compared to what I'm making now, it's the same trailer, but I've changed little tiny things that make them so much better. Mm. Uh, you know, you find a different type of adhesive or you find a different type of, uh, you know, tablet mount or whatever it is. Yeah. Like you, you constantly are discovering and re-engineering re, re it. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the content is king in all cases, right? Yeah. Uh, and the product is the content. Um, for me, it was uh, uh, my partner in the business uh, that we that uh, was working with me when I did the when I started the rental business and we decided to make the 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 trailer. Um, he has a photography background. Mm. He's a great photographer. Um, and I had a background in graphic design and web design. And um, so we had that part covered. So it was just like, all right, like I knew some fiberglass design I could illustrate and make technical drawings. I had some background, um, but you know, the learn, like I said, um, that first trailer that I built, um, you know, I, I built it out of X amount of molds. Um, but I'm looking at it now and I could have made it out of fewer molds and, and simpler and just as good. Um, and so <laughs> is that painful in hindsight? I'm guessing that saves money. I'm guessing molds are expensive. <laughs> There we go. Okay. It is. Yeah. Okay. Stupid Just so expensive. you guys know, yeah. this isn't some guy on his computer fiddling around in 3D whatever yeah. and being like, oh, I like this little design and then spitting it out of a giant printer somewhere. Yeah. Does not work like that. Not even close. Um, these, uh, I I worked with a mold, a couple of mold designers who are still part of our staff yeah. and helping me with the new products. Um, and this is a full-time thing. The sanding and this, it just makes the mold so perfect and I can show you photos on my phone of what these things look like when we first make them they're pieces of art they're it's all hand done and it takes a long time but when you do it that way you get the right thing the first time yeah and and um, it, it takes a lot of time but that's how it is it's just one of those things yeah and so I, I employ people to do this stuff mm -hmm. but just remember it takes a long long time yeah and um, but then you don't have to update the HC one right away. Then you yeah. get to keep it, right? Yeah. As opposed to yes. uh, having to redo something. So that that's what we can we can finish up on. You have new some new stuff coming out that it sounds like you can't talk about yet. But is there anything <laughs> close? Is there anything next? Like what uh -huh. what's the next thing you're excited about? And if it's just like hey, well, we're just working on product, that's great. It, well, I'm currently um, I want I'm creating a happier camper village in LA, oh. and it's going to be a little uh, it's going to be a place where you can come and test out the trailers, um, and also some other products that I'm really excited about from by some other designers. Uh, so it'd be an 
outdoor, essentially an outdoor showroom where you can come and, and, and try the products out for a weekend and uh, really close to LA, but kind of up in the mountains a little bit, beautiful views. Uh, and it, it's a simple little thing I want to do, but I'm actually really excited about it because it gets, again, gets me out of the city, yeah. right? Um, and then of course the products, I have some new comp modular components that I've added to the adaptive system, which is our modular platform, uh, developing that platform to work in other vehicles, cars, boats, airplanes. Um, so basically uh, expanding that modular platform. Um, of course, new products that will utilize that modular platform and be, um, uh, you know, I can uh, expand our market, right? You know, because our market's pretty small with this. Um, everybody loves the little trailers, but you know, they're, they're, uh, they take a while to build. We got a 10 to 14 week build time, you know, not really? everybody's gonna, Yeah, well, I meant to ask how long it takes Oh, to, it takes to a while, you know, and, and you know, you gotta say, it, it, it's, uh, I don't have, I'm not GM, you know, yeah. um, and if GM wants to talk, I'm happy, but <laughs> if GM is out there, <laughs> but, but, uh, you know, we have, we have our shop. I got, you know, uh, I got 20 employees there in, in Silver Lake who are making kick-ass kick trailers. They're only making trailers or are they making, or is it a place that is doing a bunch of different fiberglass molds and then they work in what, uh, you, what well, you guys well, are doing? Currently I have, uh, well, I have people up in Utah. I have a great partner in Utah yeah. doing fiber glass okay. i have a great partner doing helping me with my mold designers uh my molds uh in in ontario california um and then we do assembly distribution plumbing electrical upholstery we do all that right here in la wow and um that's awesome it's la is probably not the most cost efficient cost efficient place but but it's la and it's cool man la is yeah. cool whatever yeah. we got great people there and um as to me it's it's uh it's the best place so that's awesome it's where we started it's where we're gonna keep it going dude so one closing question for you a little off topic if you had a year to pursue anything else any other career money's no object right happy so everything's just on pause the world will wait for you happier camper will wait for you what do you do I probably continue what I'm doing, man. I, I love, I, mean, I love what I, I love what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I would, uh, I would take away a lot of the, <laughs> the, the, the sad parts of it, which is, you know, payroll and managing employees and dealing with buying. I bought, I literally bought toilet paper today from Costco for the office. So like those oh, kind of things. Oh, no, we do that too. <laughs> we do that too. But, but, uh, but I love the product design. I love it enhancing the product. I love the customers. We have the best customers. We have the best, uh, I mean, all that stuff is great. I mean, I just wish I had more time yeah. essentially. If I could expand the day into 90 hours and I, I think that'd be the way. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, okay. So where can people find you online? We're talking happiercamper.com. Yes. What about Hap social handles? Happiercamper.com yep. is our website. Uh, we are on Facebook. Just look for a happier camper, uh, hashtag happier camper, Instagram, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and then, uh, we have a showroom in LA, uh, 4178 Chevy chase in, um, Atwater village. Uh, we have trailers there. You can come check them out and talk to, uh, Amanda, Jen or one of the, one of the one of the salespeople there, and they'll show you all around. And you can go in the warehouse and check out the trailers being built. Um, and the guys are there to help you and tell you what we're doing with that. Um, and then um, 
Yeah. And then look for us out. We do pop-ups. We're, you know, we're driving around, knock on the window, say hello. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude. Well, thank come take so, one out. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on this. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate fun. it. This was yeah. cool, man. Yeah. I, I, uh, and you got a great office here. Thank you very it's much. Cool stuff. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out Shapeshift Report at shapeshiftreport.co and at shapeshiftreport on all social channels. See you soon.